0: What's up, Reality Zars fam? It's Nate. I want to give you a little heads up about this episode. Uh, I originally recorded this thing probably like close to five months ago. So some of it is going to be old news. Uh, I didn't put it out for the longest time uh, because it has so many fucking audio issues. So that being said, uh, the quality is not going to be as good as it usually is. But it's a really interesting interview. And shout out to my buddy Robert. He's fucking awesome. He helped me with the audio. So it's been cleaned up somewhat. Just uh, like, yeah. Homie is awesome. Jayhan, shout out. He was in the Caribbean. That's my baby. You can hear him in the background. Uh, So he was in the Caribbean. There's lots of birds chirping like a son of a bitch, if that's, if that, anyways, that's what you're hearing. Also, there was like a storm, and then there were some electrical issues, and the internet, and anyways, this is a fucking great interview. Jay Han's really smart. Uh, There were some really cool concepts that we jumped on, and some neat stuff, so I hope you enjoy it. I'm sorry the audio isn't what it normally is, even though, I mean, we don't really have the best audio in the world. I'm saving up money so I can actually get like a roadcaster or something so I can give you a quality professional product. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. All right. I'll talk to you later.
1: It's an evil club. And you ain't in it, full of psychopaths who believe in Eugenics, it's an evil club. And you ain't in it, full of psychopaths who believe in Eugenics, it's an evil club. And you ain't in it. And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Zars podcast, and I'm your only host, Nate uh tony i think he's still at fucking pork fest having a great time that lucky bastard uh i have jayhan a boundless authenticity podcast dude i'm super stoked to have you on uh we're gonna go deep into the subconscious and like media manipulation from the elites all this fun stuff uh do you want to tell our audience that's not familiar with you a little bit about yourself and how they can find you
2: yeah, man. So I'm Jahan Sator, and uh, I'm a mindfulness teacher, a truth teller, subconscious self sabotage coach, and the host of the Boundless Authenticity podcast. And uh, <clears throat> choking on myself already, man. What I really do is I assist people in getting their mind right. Doesn't matter where you come from, chances are I've got something that I can um, help you use as a great tool to get rid of the negative automatic thoughts that go through your head especially about the events of the external world and uh, help you to get in control of your subconscious programs it's all about getting a client to this place where they can establish deep inner peace and operate from their purpose and their passion Uh, and the main reason for that is because the people who hurt us on the human farm like sheep they know that we're very creative and they know that as long as they can distract and disrupt that sense of peace that we have, and they can pull us away from our purpose, then we are essentially controllable.
1: So that's what I do. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's super, super important. Like I'm I'm kind of doing that with my son right now. Like he's going through, he's he's 15 and dude, I, I tell you what, dude, 15 was my roughest year 15. I was like, my emotions, everything was like up and down and, like, I was dealing with substance abuse, mental health, like, depression, wanting to fuck everything that walked. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just wild shit. And so it's it's been really cool watching him actually, like, kind of evolve and mature. And, like, he's, like, he's really... Dude, I got him a, an apprenticeship with a friend, like, doing some cool work. And, like, he, so he's starting to work his ass off and kind of use some of that, like, piss and vinegar for something positive. Like, they can he starts to see like, Hey, if I work my ass off, I can get something awesome, you know? And so that's been fun. And so that's kind of what you do for everybody, huh? Or maybe a little bit different too, huh? Well, maybe I'm not their daddy. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> However, I do, um, I do open that space for them to <clears throat> be authentic and to really just tell me what's going on in their lives. Cause the number one problem that people have is, they don't have anybody that's willing to listen to them they have their friends and their family and stuff like that but you you still have rapport with those people and it's the rapport that actually blocks you from being completely authentic dropping all of the little facades that we put on for different people yeah and once the problem is out in the open then i can feed back to them what it is i'm hearing i can see how they really feel about what they say i can listen to the words that they use, and I can then show them various techniques to get rid of the disempowering narrative that they have and how to actually just take steps forward to, uh, you know,
3: break free
2: from whatever programs they have. Or maybe they just have some thing that, you know, typically woo-woo people or uh, in the psychology industry, they try to label that as childhood trauma or some of the garbage that really it just doesn't cover <laughs> the the truth of what it is you know so that's just really it in a nutshell i won't go too far into that right now
1: oh cool man i i like it and uh so let's talk about how the elites what the hell they're doing to us
2: oh they're doing everything to us from every <laughs> angle it's the worst glory hole to be in ever uh
1: it's a bukkake from hell. It's yeah. It's <laughs> rained it's, on. It's worse than a hundred <laughs>
2: Japanese guys just bukakiing the hell out of you. It's just
1: they're um. <laughs> coming on us with measles and monkey pox and and jabs and all kinds of just media manipulation and ropey weight Wade and all those crazy fucking distractions and bullshit to just to like keep us fighting with each other. It's wild that's
2: just it man it's all distractions from who we are at the core and um one of the most important things to remember is that it's really hard for people to give up an identity construct that they have uh, you know adopted throughout their whole life something that they've built their lives on and there's so many people who are in crisis because they know deep down that the life that they have lived or the way that they're living it doesn't serve them and the discontent of that is too much for them to handle and uh you know when people are in so much pain living lives then they will want to break the chains of their familiar emotions and their belief systems but only then not before So that's why it's so difficult to uh, red pill people, if you want to use that terminology. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so difficult to guide people like your friends and your family, because they're living their lives and they're in their bodies and they're witnessing everything from their perspective. And reality is literally dictated by our perceptions of something. And it's important to have multiple perspectives on things. So a perception is how you're looking at something with the information that you have, already and uh that would be considered your world views your self-concept your ideas about simple matters and your programs and then there's perspective which is where you're looking at something from and usually if you're in the movie well you're not gonna have the perspective of the audience right so it's really hard to get people to break free from that and so the powers that shouldn't be they know that And they use the same tricks over and over and over all the time. But one of the main targets that they have is the subconscious mind because they know that it's hard for people to give up whatever is in the subconscious mind. And, um, you know, it's really a war on consciousness. So what is consciousness? Consciousness is the energy that animates you that connects you to the divine if you will that connects you back to the god source of all things the creative energy of all things and it's in every creature every human being every animal every tree you name it it's all consciousness and so um these if we want to call them people at all these beings they understand how human beings work they understand that we're very intelligent if we're given the right circumstances in the right environment. And so they do everything that's possible to create, not necessarily an outside environment that is hazardous. Because we can see all, how much stuff we have. You know, in the Western world especially, we have so much stuff to be thankful for that we don't have to worry about a lot of stuff like we used to back in the old time days. And that's all by design. So people will question that and they'll be like, well, why would anybody be trying to kill us? And then we got all this stuff. It's like because they know that that's not the environment they need to target necessarily. It's your mental environment. It's your emotional health. And that's the reason why subconscious mind programming is so important. Because everything
3: that we do is based on a program. You following? hmm Yeah. So we get a lot of the self-destructive programs from the media
2: and i think at this point everybody knows even if they still watch tv and they still watch a lot of movies and they still watch the news everybody knows deep down that that's what's going on you just can't break away from it because they don't know how to get in control of that and i like to ask people this question like how much of your behavior is automatically carried out as a result of the music you listen to and even the books that you read you know, how much of that is carried out by the TV and the movies that you watch? And it's, it's kind of like, you know, there's this conscious faculty that allows us to observe things. And we are always thinking that we are thinking. Well, what we're actually doing is running out these automatic programs which come with streams of thought that accompany them all the ideas that go along with this one belief system if that makes sense and um we're constantly being pulled towards the subconscious programs of other people so that's what keeps us in certain patterns of behavior and we're likely to screw up our entire lives and um One of the ways that that happens, so let's talk about the non-television related stuff, the easy stuff that people question me on all the time. They're like, well, how how come if I don't watch TV or listen to a lot of music, how come I'm still having these self-sabotaging behaviors or believe these things, you know? And I'm saying to them, well, it's not that simple. When you're driving down the interstate, you're focused on the road and you've transitioned out of your regular brainwave state. So you're not necessarily in rational or critical thinking and the subconscious mind is a hard drive that stores all of the information that it receives because the subconscious mind is a scanning device so let's go back to that scenario again if you're flying down the interstate what's in your immediate surroundings billboards other things so when you pull over at a truck stop and you've got a a raging boner for a fucking cup of coffee Or you want to go buy a pack of Marlboros. That's the reason why. Because things like brand loyalty and the urge to drink alcohol and drink uh, coffee or use any other stimulant or anything that is foreign to what the cells of the body actually need. That all comes from subconscious programming. That all comes from being drilled into your head on repeat and being told by... The peer reviewed and the paid for literature that these things are great for you, so people will tend to self sabotage in a lot of different ways, and it could just be something that's on a billboard, it's in the newspapers, everybody's talking about it in their immediate circle, and it just it's not so much an insidious thing because it's it's not a mechanism that is meant for evil, it's just that it's used against us, it's weaponized, and so it becomes evil,
1: right? Yeah, advertising definitely was definitely weaponized. I, who was that? It was, uh, uh, who was the guy that was telling you to fuck you, that you wanted to fuck your mom? Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the, the psychologist that was telling everybody like every- Oh, came Freud. To yeah, Freud. Boyd's nephew, you know who I'm talking about? I can't Edward Bernays. Yeah. Yeah, Edward Bernays. He was really like I mean, he was a master wizard at it, dude, at just really understanding the human psychology and breaking down people and and learning how to uh like sell you these items and it's just wild, dude. And like and he didn't even do it as like a I think he was just doing it to see what he could do. You know, yeah, like th- he didn't even give a shit. He was just like a monster. Yeah, I think that's a a
2: huge part of it because there's things that have been downloaded into the culture, uh, let's say, of America, that we tend to believe, um, it's normal and it it's something that we should be doing, like eating bacon and eggs. You guess who's responsible for that? Good old Eddie Bernays. And you know, if anybody's seen uh. How about a bowl
1: of cereal that was from from kellogg yeah he wanted little yeah. boys to quit masturbating and so he knew that like corn would make you feel like shit just a whole bunch of corn it would make you feel like grog and and it's it's bizarre man like how this stuff was sold to us and just when you find out like the links to it like you go back and you're like what the fuck that's why yeah. i want to eat a bowl of like cornflakes yeah this well piece you of know
2: shit? like they've got uh period pops or something like that now where it just like turns to blood red or something like that and it's shaped like ovaries so it's the same tricks over and over again it's always the same moves and so you have to know what to look for in order to bypass those things and people say shit to me like oh well i can consciously watch tv and i won't get programmed because there are some eggs of uh, and bacon
1: will be much better than cereal i agree with you golden dot that, that golden grab,
2: yes. Yeah, people think that uh, you know they can do these things consciously, they can use these things consciously, and they'll win the game somehow. But you're not gonna be able to win the war against these people if you're actively in it. That's like saying that you're getting rained on by bullets, and you're in the trenches in a war, and That's like saying that by sucking on some cold steel, by putting the gun in your mouth, that you're somehow going to win. You know, you get your fucking head blown off.
1: Yeah, man. I I was just thinking about this, too, because like I when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of hip hop, dude, like and like dark hip hop. Like I liked the like horror hop kind of shit, like the stuff that was like really gruesome and like and I just thought that was super fucking cool. I was a fucking retard. Uh, and, and now like, I, I realized that it was just like damaging and evil. And then after a while it would make me feel like shit after like listening to some of that music. And so at some point I was, I don't know, probably about 19 or 20, I decided to stop listening to that music altogether. And, and then, but it's like, like you said, it's like, you can't, you're not going to win because even if you stop listening to it, then like, like that's the kind of music my son wants to listen to, you know? And like, I'm not going to like force him not to listen to it, but it's, uh, he has to figure that out on him, you know, by himself. And I can, I can give him some advice and I can tell him that that stuff was actually weaponized and used against us too. I like, I was listening to a video last night and I don't know, like just how true it is or not, but I thought it was pretty fucking interesting. It was uh crazy bone. I think the dude from bone thugs and harmony was like talking about this one music producer, uh, that like, anyways, literally they decided to change hip hop to make it more like vile and evil and about sex and drugs and like, and, and gang banging because uh, they had signed an agreement with like uh, the private prisons. And they knew that if they like kept pushing this kind of music and not signing people that were like doing like positive and like, you know, like that type of like good type of hip hop, they were like, we're not going to sign them only sign people that want to like, talk about sex and violence and killing people and, and, like, chasing money, and and it's true, man, it's, it's like, and I don't know, I don't know how true that is, but I, I it's a fucking fascinating idea, and I could definitely see that, that the private prisons made an agreement with, like, the music executives to make music more like this, so that young people would listen to it and act out the music and then get thrown in prison. You know, oh, yeah. and they all just made money off of it, and it's crazy, dude. That's exactly what you're talking about. That subconscious fucking programming yeah, that just teaches these young kids that like.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: The subconscious mind
2: is a sucker for repetition. It loves it. And your behavior is shaped by whatever is drilled into your head on repeat. Whatever is on your in, in your environment on repeat is dictating everything that you do. And so how that works is the conscious mind can really only take in 140 bits of information per second. But the subconscious mind can communicate to 60, 70 trillion cells, 6 trillion commands per second. So the reason for that is, you know, the conscious mind is just this thing that keeps you from bumping into shit. But the subconscious mind is what is responsible for your bodily functions. And it's always scanning the environment for repeating patterns and that's how it keeps you safe so it wants to know what all the common things are and it wants to know what the majority of people are doing because that's what it considers to be safe so if you take that um fact about the subconscious mind and you think about how people ordinarily observe their kids behavior and like if your kid's listening to hip-hop and your kid comes home and he's wearing baggy jeans and they're all down on his ass and he's gone on a uh football jersey that's like six times his body size well you think that he's doing it because of peer pressure and all these other factors but that's not necessarily true it's because it only takes one or two repetitions of something for the subconscious mind to go aha that's what i need that's a program everybody's doing that and so Hypnosis plays a huge role in that more than other people having to coerce you into things. Yes, there is a lot of coercion coercion that goes into things. We're always being uh, persuaded from some direction or another. And um, the subconscious mind is essentially picking up on that hypnotic rhythm. And music, especially hip-hop, is a hypnotic rhythm. And Mm -hmm. the auditory cortex interprets that musical information in a particular way. Once you start getting your body involved in it, you begin to identify with whatever it is on an emotional level. Emotions are how we hardwire information into the body, into the cells. So you're just liable to repeat whatever it is that you hear, even if you've heard a song once or twice. Haven't you ever heard something that was really retarded? You listened to it, you knew the lyrics were stupid, and then five, ten minutes later, it was still going through your
1: head. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I hate that, but it's true, man. It's like that earworm, it gets in you, and then you're like, then you start to like it. You know how stupid it is. I mean, I can give you an example. Like, my White Girl Wasted song, uh, like, what, what, this was like, I don't know, like seven summers ago, something like that. My favorite fucking song to do for karaoke was Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. That's the stupidest song in the world, but I could just, I killed it, and that was my song. It's a stupid song. It's terrible. And I don't know what kind of programming in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh,
2: nobody in Hollywood and nobody in the music industry is your friend.
3: You know,
2: I, was a, I was a musician by profession for so many years. And every single time I got to a certain point of success, every time I got in front of those record labels, they want you to do something shady. They want you to sign your life away using the contract. Or they want to get you in a room with somebody to suck some dicks and then put you in a compromising position. And then they'll give you a million dollars and you can go on and do whatever you want. And everybody's kind of like, the best way to put it is everybody's kind of on the fence when it comes to these things because... It's such a big topic. They feel like these people have more power than they do. And so they don't want to push against that. They don't want to shut off the radio. They don't want to shut off the TV. They don't want to tell their friends. Oh, well, I don't listen to music anymore because they don't want to, you know, break the tribal mentality. They don't want to get cast out from the
3: herd. Right?
1: Yeah. It definitely is a tribal mentality. A hundred percent. man. Yeah. We just had a comment. It says best observation of media mind control. Is seeing how quickly kids are drawn into fads uh, in school, TikTok dances, Pokemon cards, marbles, etc. Anyways, happens in waves too. I mean, totally true, man. Uh, it's so funny watching dummies that, like, whatever the new TikTok fad is, like, I don't even know. Like, I thank God that they weren't doing that. But, like, you, you'll hear about really fucked up ones where, like, kids are talking about, like, the Benadryl Challenge. Did you hear about that? Where it's like these kids take like 20 Benadryl and then they think they can talk to a demon, and a bunch of kids died and stuff. Like, no, I haven't heard of that one. Oh, dude, I, you don't have kids. I, I don't know if you have kids. Uh, you, I don't know. Hey, I, I you don't, don't have, have my kids. kids. My kids. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have kids yet. I, uh,
2: I mentor a lot of kids, but I haven't heard of that one yet. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know when i guess that was a
1: TikTok thing so
2: yeah when you're dealing with kids the first thing you realize is that kids are really a, a big part of the target as well you know the subconscious mind is is the They're target moldable. of everybody but yeah. they want to get the kids because they know that yeah. the kids are gonna be easier to get to more easy to influence and um whatever the kid experiences before the age of six that's how they get you they can change you
3: for life based on that
1: yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they're attacking them. So, like, there is there is no other reason why people would freak out so much about uh, that Florida bill, that don't say gay bill, when it doesn't – Anyways, it doesn't say that. Whatever, I'm not going to get drawn into this. But specifically the bill says you're not spo- supposed to talk about sex and or, like, different things like that for, for kids under the age of third grade. I think that's a fair rule. If you want to say, it, like, you know what I mean, it's like they don't they don't have a gender. I mean, they have a gender, but they don't have like a sexual. Like, they're fucking little kids. Leave them the hell alone, you know. And there, <laughs> there's no other reason why they would freak out so much except for they want to fuck your kids. They want to fuck with your kids. Exactly. Your
3: kids.
2: Exactly. They want to fuck your kids. They want to kill your kids. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's a lot of dark energy to be gained from having somebody get an abortion that's why those things exist and all this stuff is being paid for by the international planned parenthood fund people just kind of laugh it off and again they believe that there's no such thing as evil but if you want to know what evil is it's anything that is against life it's against love
3: and it's against common sense and critical thinking
1: Mm -hmm. dude uh, i what are your thoughts on this somebody I was actually having this discussion I think on our telegram group with a with a, with a dude uh like I think that they have been using obviously all these aborted fetuses uh probably as in place for uh adrenochrome and things like that. I think that they've probably been using a lot of these body parts uh because you know they sell the body parts they do different things with them they even flavor like Pepsi products with with aborted fetal cells and all kinds of and, obviously create medication but i also think that it was uh like a life extension type of thing they were probably making some sort of like serum to like keep these old people animated and I, I mean and obviously they're still gonna have like new york and california and stuff but like if they ever like if abortions ever became illegal illegal what would they do they'd have to go back to killing kids they'd have to go back to old school i mean i'm sure they do but you know <laughs>
2: Man, that's a heavy topic and I'm not attacking anybody's, uh, you know, anybody's diet or anything like that yet. I'm not attacking your diet yet, but we are constantly in some kind of tribal blood sacrifice. If you're really being honest with yourself, things like eating meat is all about bloodlust and blood sacrifice conspiracy theorists always go on and on about adrenochrome and they're killing little kids and they're drinking their blood and all this kind of stuff like that but the same thing happens when you consume animal products i'm not talking about like milk and shit, shit like that i'm talking about when you eat a rare steak you're consuming that blood it's the same thing as adrenochrome because at the moment of death it doesn't matter if an animal is humanely killed Every living being, at the moment of death, it begins to shut down. The mind mm. of, the, of the creature
3: replays
2: whatever the consciousness has observed because that's what consciousness does. It observes everything through the living vessel, vessel that it occupies in that's whatever way that it can,
1: right? Shit. Are we getting small doses of, like, animal adrenochrome when I eat a steak? I had steak for dinner last night. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know,
2: absolutely. Even when you cook all the blood out, you're participating in blood sacrifice and that's something that was implemented historically on purpose to get us to believe that we need to eat a bunch of meat in order to get nutrients but if you understand nutrient uptake you understand that there's vegetables for every body part but no part of us looks like a cow i don't know maybe somebody's out there maybe somebody out there has a dick that looks like a cow but i don't and if you look around in nature, you'll find representations of everything in nature that mirrors the, the human body, right? And so that's another thing. And that, this is when I get into the programming mechanisms of the elite because in order to become a shaman, for example, a real one, not the demonic kinds that we have these days, um, you have to go through a year of blood purification, where you have to cleanse your own blood and you can't have certain types of water even that are too bitter or too sweet. It has to be particularly done in a, a certain way and you can only consume certain plants and things like that because you want to keep your blood absolutely clean. So the first thing that you have to stop consuming is meat. Because every time you consume meat, you're consuming blood and you're consuming something that actually is making your body toxic. And um, this is a, a interesting thing that people tend to push against because the first thing that they will say is, "Well, I feel much better when I eat meat." And the reason for that is everybody has their own, own training; they have their own addiction to whatever they consume, and we become addicted to the blood for the reason that I described before, because we're always on about adrenochrome, but the same thing is in the meat of a of a cow. it's in the flesh of a fish whatever it is so, so as long as that off is,
1: topic, is is there something like special or more pure like why do the elite if it's true do the elite use children why do they use children because is it like they a they stronger are, pure like or is that yeah. like a ritual thing or they they know
2: that the human blood is very powerful so they know that a child is a pure energy a child hasn't experienced as much trauma and so like i said earlier every trauma that we experience what is the word trauma trauma is when something has become in the body when we've had an experience that's so terrible that all of our thoughts about it or if we get beat up or something any impact that's done to the the vessel itself, that's considered trauma. And so it's when something has happened and it's repeated so many times in your head as well, mentally, that it becomes traumatic because it now is hardwired into your neurons of your brain, into these clusters of neurons. And so your neuronal circuitry is, along with the emotions that you feel about it, Hardwiring that into your body, into your So once something becomes on a cellular level, then it's got you. So when you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with pure energy. They don't have any beliefs about the world like you do, and they're very full of life. They haven't, you know, whacked off a million times and given away all their vital energy. They have n- none of that stuff going on. They're, you know, they're not as poisoned as a teenager ah. or even an adult, right? Yeah, and so they want to get the purest form that they can and so when some okay so when someone's dealing with a lot of anxiety for example or a lot of depression what you want to do is you want to see what they're putting in their body are they taking in stimulants are they eating a lot of meat because it's the same chemical response these things are going into your cells and the cells are communicating back to the subconscious mind a certain quality of information Right. And when you take those things away, when you take away coffee from people, 40 percent of people who uh, diminish their caffeine intake will be cured of depression and anxiety. Right. So if you take a figure like that, right, you you take away a lot of meat from people and they're only consuming um, like vegetables and stuff like that. I'm not an advocate of being a vegan either. I think that's ridiculous. Because <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, there was only people who ate meat and they ate vegetables and that was it and they were fine. They were fucking mm-hmm. normal. Uh, but anyway, let me not get too far off track. When you take away I meat from a diet, gallons. they have far more emotional yeah. control than the average person who consumes a
3: lot of meat. They have a lot of
2: ability to be self-reflective in the moment and question negative automatic thoughts and, and question their belief systems and stuff like that.
1: So that's- That's really fascinating. And and just to talk to our, our audience about like food and things, I, I think that probably, I, I think some meat, a lot of vegetables, all that's great. I think that what we should really try to get off is like the genetically modified shit that you're gonna get in the store and the prepackaged and the processed garbage. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, all that stuff
2: agitates you on a
1: cellular level, and once the cells are agitated, your behavior is going to be erratic. Meant to. Yeah, yeah, they're designed that way. There's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Uh, We had a comment that just said, uh, from our homie, he just said, uh, "This is true." As a hunter and uh, who lives in rural areas, let me see where it said, "And lives in rural areas." It's very noticeable. I taste the meat when the animal has died. Um, has died under highly stressful conditions. The meat is awful. That's fascinating. Uh, so I wonder if those are the good chemicals, though. I'm missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, What makes it taste so awful is like, that's all the good adrenochrome and all the chemicals they drop from their brain. So who knows, buddy? Maybe you should try to eat that awful meat and see what happens or not. Maybe don't. I don't know. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, man, it's all about attacking the limbic
2: system, right? And so let me explain how that works as simply as
3: I can. The limbic system is big. Oh, hey, brother. You froze. Let's see.
1: Okay, there you
3: are. Sorry, you froze for a second. Yeah, sorry about that. It's
1: probably probably
2: having some internet problems because we have a storm going on or something like that. Anyways. Uh, the limbic system is basically fight or flight so there's a lot of people that will sit in front of me and drink a cup of coffee and wave it in my face and be like well i i don't feel like fighting you right now i don't feel like running away right now like trying to jaw jack me or whatever and test the theory it's like if you're drinking poison and i'm not who's gonna die Is it you or is it me? (laughs) So it doesn't make any sense when people do that, right? And that's I'm addressing the common things that people say and do to try to justify things because that's what human beings do. We self-justify the reasons why we do things. And that's the subconscious program because 95% of our life is dictated by subconscious programs and the other 5% is conscious mind. So we're not as in charge as we think. And so when you can get to the limbic system by giving us caffeine, alcohol, meat, stress us out in any other way you possibly can, genetically modified organisms of some kind, then you're attacking the limbic system. And that puts people in this agitated state. And for a lot of people, being by themselves is dangerous. There's a lot of people that would just like blow themselves up if they were left alone completely in the woods with nothing. Somehow they would find a bomb and blow themselves up. And, um, all the things that we take into our body, we are taught that they're normal because these things are either socially acceptable, uh, they're entrained in us by the movies, the music, um, the the, movie, the the music and the movies in themselves are normalized. And we're told to like these things. We're told that we need to be entertained. And then they use things like coffee and caffeinated tea and porn and sugar and fried foods and pizza. All the good stuff. All the stuff that makes you go, mm, yum, 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 yum. This is fucking awesome. And it all activates different responses in our brains. And... uh That's why it's so hard for people to give stuff up and and that's why most people self-sabotage in some way because they can't get in control of all of these vices all at once. You have to slowly take one thing away at a time until eventually you're free. And so most people don't just... They just want the Netflix. They just want the Starbucks. They don't give a crap about actually being free. It's difficult. There's like 80% of us that are actually uh, programmed hollow head monkeys and the rest of us are trying to figure our shit out in one way or another you know and all of us in that 20 percent, we're trying to do the best that we can and we're all at different levels and um you know th- and there's a great saying about how the quality of the people you hang out with how that dictates your behavior but it's the quality of your thinking that matters the most because it's not always going to be ideal to isolate yourself from other people. We have to be out in the world to do whatever it is we have to do. And so if Plus, you're not if in you're charge. if you're thinking
1: right, that's going to change the type of people that you surround yourself with.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. At the same time, though, I'm talking about the average person. That, you know, you can't avoid people when you go to the store and the store is full of people. Mm. You, you know, you'd love to just snap your fingers and have them disappear, but you have to interact with people. You know, If you're somebody that has a job, maybe you're a social worker and you're silently... A conspiracy theorist and you don't want anybody to know you've got to be a really great critical thinker because you've got to know how to interact with all these different people who don't have your faculty for critical thinking and know when to act know when to speak on certain things and what to do and you're gonna be bombarded with people who just are at different levels of awareness it's all about understanding that everybody's at different levels of awareness yes some people are actually fucking stupid and that's by choice (laughs) But we have to realize that everybody is just at different levels of awareness. People don't know what they don't know. And so when you are able to notice your subconscious programs, because as soon as you close your eyes, your subconscious programs come up. But throughout the day, when you're doing normal everyday things, you think that you're thinking. But what you're actually doing is thinking about thinking, and you're not actually doing what you are saying to yourself i'm doing so your subconscious mind is dictating your actions because along with that comes different like i've said before different thoughts for every belief different actions for every belief and things will loop back on themselves because that's how programs work they will continue to move in a cycle a circle and you'll continue to do the same things even when you notice that you're doing something that's causing you problems or thinking something that's causing you problems you'll go back to the thing that you've done a million times more or you've thought a million times more much easier. So changing habits isn't as simple as the personal development industry would have you believe. You're not going to just stop jerking off for 21 days and then you'll be fine. You've got to notice every single urge because the subconscious mind is going to throw things at you that are familiar or you're going to have some emotional consequence to something that you're thinking that's going to, push you right back to that program and it's not easy to just delete a subconscious program just like that it takes a lot of work and a lot of self-assessment and self-reflection and um it's but it's one of the best skills that you can work at to achieve because the limbic system is being targeted they're trying to get to you through your subconscious mind and again the subconscious mind is looking for safety inside of the collective the tribe the herd whatever you want to call it and this is how we end up hanging out with friends who drink, smoke, are negative, etc. and we emulate what they do by default depending on our programs. And you have to become really secure inside of yourself where you can simply say no to the things that you're not willing to do because you no longer have the desire to sabotage yourself. And a simple tip here is to start analyzing the things that are familiar to you. What are the emotions? What are the vibrations? What are the thoughts? What are the behaviors? Those are the programs that you gravitate towards. And the more you poison yourself, the chances are the more your limbic system is activated and the more the reward centers of the brain are lighting up like a fucking Christmas tree. And you have to be aware of what you're putting in your body and what you're putting into your mind. So this is where I get onto to the programming mechanisms some more like caffeine. So the consumption of caffeine causes the neurons of the brain to fire so rapidly that there's a chemical response called uh, A-C-T-H, adrenocorticotrophic hormone.
1: And so it could be- You're really triggering me right now. I love coffee, but (laughs) just kidding, keep going. Hey, man. Yeah,
2: everybody loves coffee, and that's the saddest part about the whole thing. Because uh, a quick history lesson. When the elites first started colonizing places, What did they do? They wanted slaves to do menial tasks. So, how do you make the slaves do menial tasks without complaining? You give them a stimulant, you give them the coffee berry, right? Because that makes pretty much compensates for your your feelings about your shitty life. You don't actually have to change anything in your life. You just drink a cup of coffee
1: and you get on with it. And so, when you You start talking about this, I never drink coffee at home, I only drink coffee at work.
2: (laughs) Well, that's why coffee is even in hospitals and and in all the workplaces and stuff like that, because it's there to help you forget about your shitty life, shut down your brain activity and get on with the menial tasks that you have to do. Right. And so when I say these things, people expect that it stops all thinking altogether. No, it doesn't, because if it did, they wouldn't give it to us because people would begin to question why every time they drink a cup of coffee and get in their car, they're in a car accident, even though that same thing happens with alcohol you can see they still allow us to have alcohol because alcohol is essentially the same programming device. Another history lesson is back in the day when they were colonizing, they would go into these areas and they'd show up and they'd make friends with the local tribes and stuff like that. And everybody would be buddy, buddy to give them some gifts and stuff like that. And one of the gifts that they give them would be alcohol
3: Mm -hmm. and they,
2: they get hooked on the alcohol. And after some time, they just continue to be buddy buddy. You know, do the slow totalitarian tiptoe thing that David Ike
1: talks about. Ease their way in, and get Dude, them. Shout to out trust. to David Ike. I'm talking to yeah. him on Monday tomorrow. Yeah, I'm super excited. Anyway, sorry. Keep
2: awesome. Get them to, they'll get them to trust <laughs> you, and then, as soon as they're too drunk to do anything, they'll say, "Hey, listen, friend." We noticed that you've been having a hard time keeping up with everything that you've got going on there. We'd be more than happy to help you. It's all love. And then that's how they step in and take over. So they get you blasted and get you hooked on something that you, you're going to have a hard time getting away from. And then that's how they control you and they take over your uh, your whole country or whatever it is. So that was one of the peaceful ways that they did those things. Right. Usually when we think of colonization, we think of some kind of a hostile takeover or something like that. But well, there's other sites to it and other methods of it. And so that's how they get us with things like the coffee and things like the alcohol. And, you know, there's drug use is up more than ever. And obviously we can see that's a control mechanism. But anyway, when you're talking about the, the caffeine specifically, whether it's in like a cup of green tea or it's a cup of coffee, it's dangerous because the, this adrenal hormone is communicating to the adrenal glands to produce stress hormones, and it's affecting the brain and the nervous system in serious ways. It's throwing you into fight or flight, even though it may not seem like it, because we know that we can drink coffee and we can become desensitized to the, the jitters and the different things that go on with it, but it doesn't mean that it's not still happening on a cellular level in some way and what that does is it causes the majority of us to be walking around in emergency stress mode and so in stress mode the subconscious mind takes over because it's solely considered with playing out, sorry it's solely concerned with playing out the programs of safety what's going to keep us safe right and caffeine also shuts off within 10 minutes of drinking a cup of coffee it's if you look at it on a brain scan Say this area that you can't see in my hands right now is a brain. You will see the activity of the brain go from being outside to the perimeter of the brain. And you will see it close in on itself till it gets really tiny in the center. And then it's just a few blue specks on the brain scan. So it turns off your ability to solve problems. And I'm talking about massive life challenges. And things actually become a bit more challenging, even though it seems like the caffeine is making you go, Woohoo, I can get through this. You know, there's been tons of research that's been done over pots of coffee and you have to ask yourself the question, well, how much more brilliant could that research have been if they were using the full capacity of their brain?
1: That's incredibly fascinating, man. Uh, What are your thoughts on other plant medicines? Like different, because like all of these different things that we have, right? They have a connection, like, like let's talk about can like cannabis, right? We have all of these cannabinoid receptors in our brain, and it almost feels like our our bodies evolved with the cannabis, like in in a lot of different ways, and like our body has been used to using this. Uh, Do you think that there are? Do you think that any of these plant medicines are detrimental, or are any of them positive? The
2: smoking of marijuana is detrimental to us because you're damaging the lungs. Why would you want to cause damage to your body? But we do have the endocannabinoid system, mm-hmm. where we can make a weed tea, so use the CBD oil, use the THC oil. They even have the they they even have a program by a company called Subtle Energy. Is this website Subtle where they've captured the energy signature of THC and CBD. And you can just have it like a wallpaper on your computer, or you can have a printout and you can have that in the room with you and you get all of the benefits of THC or CBD or whatever it is, right? All the anti and uh, anti-inflammatory responses, all the healing uh, responses, everything. And the, when you smoke marijuana, it becomes psychoactive and then it diminishes your consciousness. So stoner culture that's the reason for it listen listen to the words stoner culture
1: cult mm-hmm. yeah they do like to steal the real right and then they sell us back the fake so that's <laughs> yeah that's like yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. so
2: when you're taking that in it through beca- when you're smoking it it becomes a psychoactive and it actually affects your consciousness it affects your brain in the same way but it's still not as bad as caffeine <laughs> there's actually a uh there's actually a image that was, I forget who did it, but these researchers, they put spiders in a lab and they wanted to see how well they could do something really intricate. That's why they chose spiders, like build a web. So they gave them LSD, they gave them caffeine, they gave them marijuana, and they gave them um, something else. I forget what it is. And when you look at the images that they took of the webs, Caffeine was the worst. Caffeine, like the spider just went haywire and just like had whole big ass holes in it and everything. The LSD was a hell of a lot more intricate than anything else. The marijuana was the, the second worst to the caffeine where the spider was completely unable to do the pattern the way that it should. And so that tells you that it's not just humans that can be affected by these things. All of consciousness is affected by these chemicals, right? Interesting. So it's it's uh it's a, a terrible thing, you know. I won't go on more about the caffeine, but there's a really great book by Stephen Chernisky called Caffeine Blues, where he tells you about it. I can even give you if you have like show notes and stuff, I can give you yeah. the links to find the book, and that'd be great. Uh, yeah, and, and even ABC. And this is another example because they always tell you what they're doing to you, then they laugh at you and try to get you hooked on the same very thing, and we just kind of go along with it. But there's an ABC News clip of a scientist showing you the brain scans of how caffeine affects the brain. Um, caffeine is also linked to psychotic symptoms. There's studies about that as well. There's people who give lectures all around the world about the neuropharmacologic effects of caffeine exposure. You know, like the long-term
1: effects on neurology. The brain. So that's behavior. like, that's a crazy programming thing in itself where they have pushed this this is like caffeine coffee this is what you need for breakfast this is what you need to drink first thing in the morning yep get your cup of coffee shut off your fucking don't talk to me until i've had my cup of coffee exactly (laughs) shut off your fucking brain shut
2: and you'll mess up your hormones so you're grumpy without it all these things
3: and uh you know
2: it's just the way it goes. Alcohol is another messed up thing. We know that alcohol is dangerous and yet we still think it's okay to have a beer or two every once in a while. And alcohol, when you're consuming it, if it's just one beer, it stays in your body for like 18 hours. And that's a long time for just one beer to be in your system. Not even to mention that on top of that, the majority of beer that we drink is even in some cases, the stuff that's like, uh IPAs and stuff that's like, you know from some fancy company or, or whatever it is the hops that you're getting is
1: genetically modified so you can't really the grain that you're, yeah the, the grain team. the hops the yeast those are all like those are specific yeasts that are made in laboratories like this isn't like something that you made yourself you know like even because I got really big into brewing I loved brewing beer I thought it was a lot of fun And so then like if you want to go the like the fast, easy, like beginner route, they even sell you the syrup like they sell you this like sugar water and then you just get your like from a laboratory yeast and you stick it in there and then you basically, you know, then it uh, turns into beer, you know, and all of that, it's just it's all just fake garbage. You might as well be drinking Budweiser.
2: Yeah. And, you know, when you think about it, one beer in this day and age is so many times stronger than back in the day when it was made by hand you know what i'm saying it's all been perverted and <laughs> it's extremely well, think about the marijuana man
1: think about the weed yeah. like back Same in the day thing. grass growing out there you grab it smoke it do whatever or tea and now i know people that are like they fucking try weed from a shop and it like rocks them up they're like what the hell is this this isn't the yeah, weed exactly. i smoke like the weed my mom smoked in the 70s is a hell of a lot different than the weed now. Like, and absolutely.
2: And people think that that's normal and that's funny. And, you know, that's great. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, that's why we have people like Tommy Chong that's out there used to as a puppet to normalize shitty behavior and get us to be all stoned. Dog. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's to make it fun because everything that's really bad for us is marketed you as know, something that's fun. Anybody
1: uh, that thinks Snoop Dogg is a good guy, Snoop Dogg is now, he just opened up a pot shop in the metaverse, so he's selling fake weed in the fucking fake ass metaverse, so now you can buy joints in the metaverse. That's the most dystopian, bizarre, (laughs) crazy bullshit. Uh, Yeah, that guy's a crook. (laughs) Weed in the metaverse. So,
2: yeah, it's nuts, man. So, you know, <laughs> the alcohol thing isn't so good either. You know, I'm not dissonant anybody that likes to drink or whatever the case is. But I ask people, how, when are you going to start respecting yourself, though? Something could be fun and you could be robbing yourself of a lifetime of more fun things that don't destroy your body. And uh, see, there's so many experiences to be had in this lifetime. If you can only retract from all of the things that come from the cabal, all of the things that Come from cult mentalities, you will find that your level of freedom is so vast that you don't even know what to do with yourself. You're like a kid. Haven't you ever seen a kid running around, like a six year old? They're just running around the yard and they got all this energy and they're not on any chemicals. They don't know shit all about anything in the world, but they're happy and they're creative and they're energetic and they're having all of this fun on their own. They know how to make their own fun. Well, we get programmed out of that when we become adults. And then all of these other things are used to keep us suppressed and stop us from discovering who we truly are at the core, which is just a fragment of consciousness using this vessel for the expression of consciousness. And alcohol diminishes consciousness tremendously. And the reason why you will hear things like, Oh, drink some vodka or, uh, you know, drink some brandy or something. If you want to sleep, drink a, uh, A glass of brandy drink a shot of whiskey or something is because there's people who are on payroll to promote the alcohol having benefits the reason why you hear stuff about a a glass of wine every night with dinner is
3: good for you is because there are people who are on the payroll to promote benefits and there's people who are on the payroll
1: Hey, brother, you are, let's see, hopefully you're freezing up a little bit and sounding like a robot. Uh, hopefully.
3: We're...
1: Oh, no. Uh, Jayhan is in the Caribbean, and I think he has, uh saying that there is a storm out there. Is
3: Hey, brother, can you hear me? Here he is. Hey, Jayhan.
1: Hey, buddy. Uh, if you can hear me, that'd be great. I don't know. Uh, you're freezing up a little bit. Well, quite a bit, actually. Okay, I can see your video again. Hopefully this works. Okay. Can you hear
3: me? Buddy, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, they're they're trying to stop me from talking. Yeah, yeah, they are. Don't worry, man. I can <laughs> chop this out and uh, I can chop out the chunk.
3: It's all good. All right, uh, you back?
1: Hmm. Hey, do you want to try to uh, disconnect really fast and then come back on and see if that fixes it? I'm. Are you? I I can hear you good. All right, no, I can't hear you good. (laughs) I'm still here, buddy. Do you want to? I'm gonna disconnect you. Try to rejoin, okay?
3: Okay. Uh,
1: so obviously I'm gonna have to chop that out when I release the audio version. Hopefully, uh, Jay Hand can jump back in with us because that's some interesting shit. Uh, thank you everybody that are leaving comments and I appreciate you guys all, um, in the meantime, do any of you guys know about, any of you guys in the Pacific Northwest, I don't even care if you're in the Pacific Northwest, uh, do you guys know about Bigfoot at all? You guys, uh, we're, we're going to do a fucking, we're doing a documentary this summer. I just got together with my buddy. Uh, and if you guys have like Bigfoot experiences, you know, some folks, I would love to talk to you. All right. Looks like Jayhan's back. Hey. Okay, buddy. There we go. There we go. Yeah. You look good again. You look it good. Definitely. Good.
2: Yeah. It definitely <laughs> was my internet. My whole thing just turned off.
1: Okay. So let's get back to it. Uh,
2: yeah. So basically what I was saying is that with everything, it's promoted as fun. And
3: uh, there are people who are on payroll who promote everything that's bad for you okay you back hand, can you hear me buddy oh man I'm sorry this is a bummer okay I can I, I can see you again your videos coming through
1: I don't think I'm on mute. Can you hear me?
3: They don't want me talking about this shit, apparently.
1: (laughs) Hey, there you go. I could just hear you. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. You were talking about, like, different corporations. Yeah, they don't want me talking about this shit. Yeah. You get paid. uh, Sorry. The corporations pay people to talk about and promote different things. And so, like, those different urges that you get. You're like, when you drive by McDonald's and you're like, I got to have a double cheeseburger that that's all this like paid for like this manipulation and brand manipulation that they put into your head.
3: Yep. It's crazy. Um, So, yeah,
2: that's uh, I, I'm not going to talk about that again in case they shut me off again.
1: But uh, that's what <laughs> All right, Let's go deeper. Is. Let's
3: go harder.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's go harder. Let's really hit him where it hurts. So. Let's talk about the difference between MKUltra and subconscious programs. Okay. Most conspiracy theorists will be like, yeah, yeah, he's just talking about MKUltra, whatever, I got it. I know everything. And in reality, that's ignorance because you can't say that someone who is dealing with a lot of problems in their relationship because they had abusive parents when they were growing up, that that's MK Ultra. Unless it's by some stroke of luck, they got kidnapped in a, a government facility around that time as well is doubtful. Now, the reason why somebody may be having problems in a relationship due to ultra related programs is because they may have watched a movie and they believe that the way that relationships are conducted in the screen how they should be in real life and so they're carrying mm-hmm. on those programs so that's the difference but this person in this other instance is really carrying out a program that was put into them because that's what they witnessed growing up with their parents so that's the difference between mk ultra and this mk ultra is coming through the television the movies the music things like that other people will have regular subconscious programs that they pick up in the middle of life stuff So if there's no questions about that, I'll tell you what actually happens during the programming of of the subconscious mind, because this is the part that people miss, and this is the part that hardly anybody talks about. We have receptors in our body for every cell. So we have trillions of cells, and there's a receptor for each individual cell. From the time you were conceived up until whatever age you're at right now, you have been receiving programming from some source and all of these programs are being stored in your cells so these cell receptors they're expecting a particular kind of information information of both a particular quality and a certain quantity and within a certain context to be connected to or communicated to these cells And so apart from taking in this communication, these cell receptors also take in nutritional information and hormonal information. What they do is they receive, they release, and they allow certain chemicals and other information to bind to these cells. And that's what's responsible for the cells functioning correctly. So whatever emotions you experience hardwire into the cells via these receptors. And that's how we get trained with certain behaviors. So if, for example, and this is my favorite example, if you grew up in a house and one of your family members was depressed or they had anxiety, there's a good chance that you have receptors which are designed to cause depression or anxiety at some point in your life. If you go through life for too long without having depression or anxiety activated in your cells, then what's going to happen is that you might experience a situation where you don't even understand why you're just sitting around and you feel depressed or anxious. It's because your cells have been trained to respond to pre-programmed instructions. And these instructions are going to be so hardwired into your cells that you don't even feel normal. You don't even feel human when you're happy right so that's how it works so if you're going along and you're taking in bad food you're taking in alcohol you're taking in caffeine you're watching a lot of horror movies or listening to any kind of music whatever the emotional content is associated with these things if you don't experience those things the cell receptors that you have in your body that have been trained to receive that information we'll try to activate anyway so everything that we take in it affects us on a cellular level and uh you know what's the solution to that mm-hmm. you got to put better subconscious programs in you got to you got to guard your consciousness like it's your life you have to really take away all of these things that are responsible for the unfortunate uh consequences of having these things present in your life right and it's it's tough because this is where we get into talking about hypnosis again and the tv and stuff like that what most people don't realize is that all hypnosis is actually self-hypnosis so when you're driving in the car and you don't realize the route that you've taken to get where you're going it's because you've been in alpha brainwave state for the entire drive. So, whenever you experience a time where maybe you're doing something and time just passes real quickly, and you have no idea where all of that time went to, that's called auto hypnosis. When you're reading a book or watching TV or listening to music or any time that you are focused on a particular task where time passes quickly, that's called time distortion. It's Time distortion is a daydream-like state, which is essentially the alpha brainwave state, which is hypnosis. And there's a lot of people that always go, oh, that's not me, I'm not being hypnotized. Well, unfortunately, we are because it's a default faculty of the brain. It's a thing that the brain does automatically and every person spends seven hours in hypnosis every day seven that's a lot of hours and that's so awake during the four day. hours during the during the waking state hmm. during the day and three hours at night when you are in the REM cycle of sleep and right so alpha brainwave state is actually a protection mechanism of the brain and the reason for that is because processing everything that's going on is very stressful on the brain. If you didn't go into alpha brainwave state and if you didn't have the subconscious mind to run your life for you, you'd be having a series of
3: strokes all day long because it's that much stuff that it has to process, right? And um,
2: when you talk about hypnosis, most people, as a stage hypnotist, You know, cluck like a chicken, drag your ass on the floor like a dog, do whatever it is. Um, But hypnosis is actually the study of altered states of consciousness. So that's what an altered state of consciousness is, where it takes you, how it changes your behavior, how it shapes your life experiences. And a typical hypnotherapy session is about getting a person into a deep state of consciousness, To help them tap into new resources or getting them to shut off the brain so that they can accept new information right Mm -hmm. and that's that part in itself is very important because we just come through this fake pandemic and we understand now more than ever that there's a lot of people out there who are not in control of their minds they have no clue of what's going on out there whatsoever and they're living their lives in a constant state of hypnosis and they're just playing out programs. They're just taking commands and executing them. They become empty vessels, right? And when you have something like music, like I mentioned before, it's a hypnotic rhythm, all music is. I'm not trying to demonize music. I'm just trying to tell you how it works because then you can set your mind differently to the experience that you have with these things. There's something called an interspersal metaphor and an isomorphic metaphor. Now, interspersal is where a command is embedded in a story so that it triggers something that's been planted. And these triggers are accepted by the subconscious mind, so they bypass the conscious faculty altogether. The isomorphic is usually tied to some kind of a moral or a hook or a catchy phrase that helps to solidify that story to both the person's conscious and subconscious mind. It's kind of like making an an agreement. So when you listen to a song and you love the song, you're making an agreement with that song. And then the subconscious mind will connect the triggers in those stories to whatever is in the environment which matches up to that and it's going to fire off a program and so the program is going to have with it some reaction or response or a set of
3: behaviors set of thoughts
2: right and stories have been used from the very beginning of time to distract and disengage the conscious mind Um, stories usually contain indirect suggestions that are hidden within the body of the story And they're accepted by the subconscious mind of whoever the subject is, and then within that story, there's also then instructions which bind to the memory of the subject, and it's all stuff that's based on your past learnings and stuff like that, so that you will perform certain actions.
1: Right. Interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah. Like I try. I try to bring. As much stuff that you're not going to listen to on your typical conspiracy thing into it, because people need to know the how-tos of this. That's the problem, Nate. People just don't know how it's being done. They they can wake up and they can become aware of things, but they're not. It's it's very unlikely that they're going to come across this information anywhere easy.
1: I think for a lot of folks too, like they get the big red pill and then they don't know how to apply these things to their life. It's true. Like, because in, for a lot of people, dude, it can be damaging to take the red pill because then all of a sudden you're awake and you're seeing all this shit and you're like, fuck, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) It shuts off your, it shuts off your ability to take
2: positive action. And this is the thing. Um, Freedom can't happen without freedom of choice and so you can't use free will if you don't know how to be a free thinker because like I said before you have to be a person out in the world there's going to be an infinite number of circumstances you'll find yourself in and being red pilled trying to convince your neighbor that the earth is flat. You know, it means nothing to the average person. And it actually means nothing that the earth is flat, whether it's round or flat. We're getting fucked on some kind of earth, <laughs> right? So you Whatever to really, this is, if we're really on, gotta, yeah. yeah, you've yeah. Really Whatever gotta, the it
1: is, we're getting fucked right now. So. Yeah,
2: you've really <laughs> got to learn how to take this information that you get and realize that we're getting fucked. And you have to get really good at how the mind control is used so that we can tell when something is being used against us and we can disengage from it and protect our consciousness because you're not always going to be in the ideal
1: situation. This is a war. Yeah. Uh, we just had another comment from Mahomi. says, could this be the sort of thing used by the elites to fake an alien encounter abduction experiences? What are your thoughts?
2: Oh, absolutely. They will use this kind of thing. And they have been priming us with all the alien movies and everything remember what happened and this is such a common conspiracy story remember what happened when the war of the worlds came out people thought that was real people thought that broadcast was real they didn't realize it wasn't a radio program that was for their entertainment a lot of people took that shit seriously and started doing some crazy shit so that's another thing where um the hypnosis comes into mind because uh the Zenith Broadcasting Corporation experimented in 1923 with mass telepathy experiments and hypnosis and stuff like that. And so that whole decade, uh, they went on to continue more experiments with hypnotizing people through the radio. And then later on, when TV was de- developed, it was developed with that in mind. They were like, OK, so this is how we do it. Right. So they can use any of this stuff to stage a uh fake alien scenario they could even use holographic projections because if you do your research you'll find that there have been uh testing of holograms that look like alien craft that they just project it onto the sky and they can say oh these are the aliens they i can't remember who it is somebody was in the military that said that they saw this they were taken into a room and they saw this can't
1: remember who the guy is at this moment yeah and project blue beam yeah yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild dude and the the whole voice to skull technology like they can they can send that uh audio right into our heads and they're like I am whatever the fuck this alien wants to call themselves and you know and mm-hmm. I'm here to, you know, do whatever, I don't know, shove things up your butt or uh. <laughs> yeah i don't know man i i've i actually I, i've been having that conversation with uh, with quite a few people lately and i know some folks that really think that it, i mean i you know that's the other half of the of the conspiracy world the ones that really think that there are aliens and they are coming um and i am of the you know i'm of the school of thought that this is going to be just the government screwing with us i think that this is I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I'm not a, an extraterrestrial guy. I'm kind of an ultra terrestrial guy. Um, Based on
2: my um, my research over many, many years. Yeah, I've always been interested in this from the time I was a kid. Like it all started with me having dreams of being taken up into a craft and just looking man. at the earth and stuff like that. And I wanted to know, yeah. well, what does that mean? As I got older, I was like, well, what does that mean? Because it's a recurring dream. And I realized that there are extraterrestrials. They are, for the most part, trying to help us. But at the same time, there's always going to be two sides of the coin. Everything in the universe is dualistic. There's good and bad in all things. And when we see things like reptilians, for example, that's a, a thing where it's also dualistic because not all reptilians are bad. There are entities, period. There's billions of entities we will never in
1: this yeah lifetime, people i think are so simplistic where they're like they either have to be good or bad and i'm like are you good or bad you know what i mean it's like they, we have to take them as individuals right i mean there yeah everyone there is has a no holistic, good
2: or bad person yeah. there's only a person who chooses bad behavior mm. or good behavior and when you see a person who is evil there's several reasons why they're evil Because they like it. They choose it. Evil feels like love to them. Right? They love being evil. And so they choose all the things that are horrible. Some people are past that point of just having subconscious programs that cause them to do certain things. Some people are literally batshit crazy. They're evil. They're against life. They're against love. And they are that way for a reason. And perhaps it's some entity possession. Perhaps they're on payroll to do that and you know maybe they have a set of beliefs about life where they don't even think god or anything is real maybe they don't think um maybe they don't think that other people matter for some reason there could be any number of reasons why they have those beliefs but when you see somebody that's truly evil there's usually a lot more going on there than just oh it's an evil person and they probably like making the choices that they do there is some reward that they get And it's important that everybody understands in this lifetime that every behavior that we execute, there is a positive reward for it in the brain and in the emotional system. And so when I say that, it doesn't mean that um, you do something bad because it feels positive to you necessarily. It's that in the mind, you get a reward for that. There's an emotional payoff for, for that. And people will avoid the pain of something that makes them feel bad and do the thing
1: that makes them feel good yeah right let's see here we got another comment it says how many ultra slash extraterrestrials could intact be the elite or uh, controlling the elite
2: based on my research that's the the reptilians and the dracos There could be more, because there's a whole federation of these beings that get together and... Are the Grey
1: included? Are they part of the Reptilians Uh, or Draco, or is that something different? No, the Grey is a
2: particular different type of of extraterrestrial being. Okay, you're saying that Reptilians
1: or the Dracos are the ones that are interacting with our government? Yeah,
2: and then there's also the Greys who work with the government to do certain Hmm. things. They work with the military-industrial complex
1: yeah I mean there is it's funny that like those orbs are always surrounding like military bases and things like that
2: you know? yeah like, there's a lot of uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of benevolent beings that also
1: surround military bases because they counteract those things. That's and, really fascinating, man I, re- I really I, I love hearing this because like i I've, I've kind of come to the point where I think that like whatever this is, like our earth. Whatever the atmosphere is, I don't think that we could get outside of it. Like, I feel like there's a wall that we can't break through. And so like I've kind of so like I, I almost have felt like whatever kind of aliens there are, they can't get in either. But all of this could be like because like if, the, if you take the space model that they tell us, right, like it's infinite and every other planet or whatever is so far away. How could they ever travel here? But I am taking that as like for granted that's I'm listening to the to their narrative I don't know maybe they literally are on Mars maybe they literally can you know they're a hell of a lot closer than we think or I I don't know man I you know I have to question everything even my own you know my own thoughts it makes sense to question
2: everything about it because there's so much information we live in this vast expansive universe we're literally being animated by A fragment of electrical energy so to believe hard and fast in any one thing is absolutely ridiculous because we're literally magic we're literally something that in itself still cannot be understood we are are the spark of the the divine yeah right and so it's like it's crazy when you start asking yourself questions because you've got to ask another question and another question another question about that question and you will never really truly know the answer until you get back to where you came from and then you're like oh shit yeah the earth
1: was flat oh shit yeah no like whatever <laughs> well, i'm gonna ask you in your dreams when they take you up and you look down is it a ball would it <laughs> yeah it's it, it there's there's always yeah. like spherical shaped planets yeah. and stuff like that
3: but that yeah. doesn't
2: mean but anything
1: that, because yeah.
2: the subconscious mind is what's in charge of your dreams and, and you're, basically filling, in, ball. Yeah, you're yeah. Just basically filling in the gaps. With the information that you have, right, so, so well, another I'm way of curious. looking at that
3: no oh, sorry say, go another, ahead.
2: another way of looking at stuff like that would be like we got to ask a remote viewer or somebody like that, like an expert remote viewer, well, when you go out there and you remote view the planets, what do they look like, right yeah, 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 that's fascinating, or you uh, know ask somebody that's actually been to space, so, well, how are we going to know until we actually go to space what's out there right
1: I so, and- Here's me thinking that we still we can't even get to space. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I'm curious. Uh, so do you think that these Dracos and reptilians are they the ones that are like? Have they taught the elite? Like, how, are they the ones that have like? Are they the master manipulators? Are they the ones that uh, have like taught them how to program and how to like? Uh, like, so where is this manipulation coming from? Is this they coming from the humans? Elite, they are the elites. So, okay, so our elites are those Dracos and things. I get
2: it. Our elites are basically taken over by entities, and then there are other humans who fundamentally agree with this behavior, and so they carry out what's being done.
1: That's really fascinating, man. I mean, I've definitely thought about that. Like, I've kind of come to a weird conclusion, and, like, I don't necessarily 100% believe this, but this is something that I think about. I think about all, like, uh, real people, like you, I, someone that's conscious, that's awake. We could all be in this place, and this place could be like a school, right? And it, this is kind of a very Gnostic idea, so, like, this isn't original to me, but this is something that, you know, that I'm thinking, uh, that we are all just, like, star seeds. that we are, our origin is in heaven or in another realm, another universe, and we come down here to learn lessons, right? This is like a school. And that maybe these Dracos or these these evil entities that are down here, I mean, yes, they're evil, but they're also kind of like they're obstacles for us to learn from.
2: You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is really right you're bringing this up because conspiracy theorists get stuck, like we were saying earlier, and they don't know what to do or how to go about doing anything. You have to take every bit of information you get about anything and find a way to make it solution focused. Because you're here to increase the level of consciousness. And that can only happen by learning something new and by taking action towards learning something and creating something new. And what consciousness loves to do is it likes to recreate what it's already observed. And that's the trick because you want to try to con- consistently create new things. And the people who hurt us on the human farm, well, they know that we're creative beings. That's why they try to control us because they in themselves can't control the reality that they want to without us they have to make us create these things right and um i'm i i would not be surprised man if other planets are like this as well and other planets are kind of like the you know this very dark notion of the earth is a prison
1: planet well i don't necessarily see it that way i think some yeah, things like about earth. it reflect i love life yeah it's so many people yeah i don't that's where i get off the board with the gnostics like I, I think that maybe, yes, this, there is complications. This, this place is complicated. and there. But the whole thing is you make your reality. You can make this place hell if you want. You can make this place as bad as you want. You can surround yourself by bad people. You can fill your body with garbage. You can surround yourself with negativity. And you can make this realm hell. You can also make it pretty awesome. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so like, I, dude, I love going outside. I love the trees. I was hanging out at the lake yesterday. This is a pretty fucking awesome prison if it's prison. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: <laughs> exactly. And so to look at things in that way is, is pretty, uh, I don't know, you're self-sabotaging. <laughs> if you yeah. look at things in that way because you're completely neglecting the other side of the coin. Uh, when, when have you ever had something just be given to you? And you appreciated it as much as something that you had to actually work for and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I really treasure this thing because I had to do all this stuff and I learned all this stuff in between. It doesn't work that way. And I'm not really trying to be like a a woo-woo positive head here, but there has to be a very balanced way of thinking about your life. And you have to take responsibility for the things that you experience Even if you didn't create it, even if you know for a certain that you didn't do it because you still found yourself in that position. And when you take
1: away your responsibility in a situation, you take away your autonomy and your way of fixing it and your way of getting like past it. Absolutely.
2: And that's why I like to refer to these powers that shouldn't be as the cult of global disempowerment because essentially that's what they do. They teach you how to be disempowered. And then we forget how to empower ourselves. We forget how to solve our own problems. And there's so much information out there that can be found about anything that, it's kind of like they say, you know, uh, in the age of information, ignorance is a choice. But it's not necessarily that not having the information is the factor in being ignorant. It's choosing to stay ignorant. It's choosing to say, these people are doing this thing. They said it should be this way. And I'm just going to do that because that's how I, I feel it should be done. You've got to, it takes a powerful spirit to want to exercise their free will. And you have to have free choice and free thinking in order to have free will.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. That was great. Uh do you want to, is there something more, uh, that we missed?
2: Man, uh, we can talk about the TV yeah. and stuff like that, like talking yeah. about the screens and
1: shit. Um, let's see, like, where do I even. What you were talking about is like when you're talking about that six year old playing in the backyard and is just free and happy and is making their own imagination. And I was just thinking, I was like, unless they, they've been raised by a tablet, unless they've been stuck in front of the television their whole life. You know, and it's just because then it steals their imagination and it steals their. So, like, we, ha- we do have to take responsibility as far as, like, do you allow your child to watch a movie with you sometimes? Like, how much screen time is too much? Because We're in a weird world where, like, it's almost impossible unless you're Ted Kaczynski out in a fucking uh, cabin in the woods. Your child is going to be surrounded by technology and it's it's about taking responsibility and just like making informed decisions and
3: yeah i don't know
1: it's fascinating you know
3: the the the
2: cult of global disempowerment they know one thing about the human psyche they know that we anchor ourselves to things so that song that you haven't heard in a long time but when you hear it you start to remember everything about your life when you first heard it that's anchoring same thing happens when you watch movies you get anchored to emotional responses and you attach these feelings in the subconscious mind to any memory and so that song or that movie the reason why it's your favorite thing is because you subconsciously agree with whatever it is and it's going to trigger your brain to have a particular set of feelings over and over and then you're trapped by your own mind in the five senses that we have Can are some of that be good
1: like like can you is it okay to have like be reminiscent of a song and things like that that like if you have of- a, if you have
2: a positive experience attached yeah. to it if there was a lot of love and a lot of creativity and and positive levels of consciousness attached to it absolutely and that comes by being in charge of your five senses by knowing how to to consciously process the information and make the best of things and be childlike be free run around and do those things and that you love doing you know don't put yeah. garbage in your brain and i see that we have a comment so let's get to that first
1: okay it just says imaginative writing has taken a nosedive in public schools kids don't have the imagination of those in the 80s and 90s and i, I, I you're 100 percent true man i like i didn't have fucking internet in my house until i was like fucking 14 or something you know if i like it was a completely different thing you know and it took me five minutes to get a picture of a naked girl on there, you know? <laughs> yeah, you had, to, you had to work for
2: it, you know. But even, even typing on a computer screen versus writing, mm-hmm. it, it destroys your ability to learn. Writing in itself engages the whole brain in a different way. And so you're actually training your logical and rational abilities. But typing is just, it's very convenient. It doesn't do anything for you. I don't even have to talk about education, you know, like Albert Einstein said the only thing that uh interferes with his learning is his education. And anybody can go read John Taylor Gatto, Weapons of Mass Instruction mm-hmm. and figure out all about the public schools. Love John like Taylor that, Gatto, you know? Yeah.
3: Brilliant so, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, back to the T V thing, just to wrap this up real quick. Six corporations control the media. And all of the information that's broadcasted. When the average American adult watches more than four hours of TV a day. That's too much. Throw away your goddamn TV. The TV is a military weapon, okay? And it, it, you remember growing up, Nate, and they would tell you, watching too much TV is going to turn your brain to mush. And we were just like, ah, oh, no, that's not true. Well, it's true. It's, it's always been true. And it's, this is another example of where they tell you all the time that they're doing something to you and then they do everything that they can to keep you doing a thing. Yeah. So, you know, 40% of uh, three month olds are regular TV watchers and yeah. a third of all three year olds in America have a TV in their bedrooms. The yeah, average well, child in America spends about 45 hours a week watching TV and consuming other forms of media through some kind of a screen. Kids age 6 to 11 spend 30 hours a week watching TV. Uh, Research shows that all of this actually is the cause of problems learning, problems at school, drug and alcohol and tobacco use. It causes obesity, inappropriate sexual behavior. And it messes the kids minds up completely because the kids need interactive learning in order to develop healthy cognitive function.
1: Like those same parents that are just having a cow about like, like sex being taught in schools and have all this like, and and I get it. And I like, well, first of all, don't take your kid to a public school. Don't let your kid be raised by Romans and be shocked when they come back a Roman. You know what I mean? Like you, first of all, don't put your fucking, don't let your kids darken the doorway of a public school. But second of all, like these same people, I mean, they're starting to wake up now because how many of them have just like put on a Disney movie and let them babysit their kids, and they're they're missing all the crazy shit that's in that Disney movie, you know oh, yeah.
2: absolutely absolutely that's how uh like the the neurolinguistic programming works. Neuro is the brain linguistic is the language that's used that the mind interprets things by and programming is essentially that the programming the process of getting that into your mind to hardwire and become a thing and it's in a lot of tv uh, shows it's in all the disney movies you know the a child only has to be exposed to one or two sexual images to be fucked for life when, when it comes to that it screws your psyche up and the average kid would have witnessed at least twelve thousand violent acts including murder and rape By the end of grade school, at 14,000 sexual acts. So, by age 18, that's about 200,000 acts in general. And by the time a kid has graduated from school, more time has actually been spent watching television or looking at some fucking screen than living an actual healthy life interacting with their environment. And that means they haven't been having those critical life lessons and solving those challenges themselves. And that means they haven't been in a classroom taking in the the information that they need in terms of math and English and communication studies and things like that to um basically help cope with other things in life. Um and, and we talk about Disney movies and stuff like that, but even simple commercials, they target the kids. They don't target the adults they target children. And the kids, uh, I think it's been said that kids on average are exposed to 2,000 beer and wine commercials every year. And not only that, they're watching their favorite TV characters drinking and smoking and involved in sexual situations. And there's tons of innuendo in these TV shows. Even Sesame Street's fucking perverted. as Sesame
1: Street is yeah, super fucked up, dude.
2: Yeah. 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 And so, you know, these things affect these kids in monumental ways. And we just think, you know, it's all right if they watch this horror movie or whatever the case is. But that's not true. There's been thousands of studies that tell you the impact that violence in the media has on kids. Uh, Kids who watch a lot of violent films actually have trouble developing empathy and they go on to develop aggressive behavior. It causes them to have nightmares It causes them to live their lives absolutely afraid of being harmed by anyone. Um, it's two thirds of television programming is made for kids. And that same two thirds of programming contains more violence and more sexual themes than even the programs for adults. And, um, you know, all these TV shows glamorize violence and sex. And they make it seem like it's fun or it's funny. Uh, I think it was the University of Michigan that did a 15-year-long study. And the conclusion of that study was that watching violence on TV messes up the kids' ability to decide whether they actually want to help somebody in need. So have you seen that Mm -hmm. video recently? I think it's on TikTok and Instagram where they staged a kidnapping. And people didn't do anything. No. Well, that's a that's a that's a that's a thing. They just had like a, a guy in a mask grab some kids and run into an alleyway with them, and people just kind of kept walking, looked at it, saw it happening. The kid was screaming and kicking and stuff like that, and they just kept walking. They didn't even pick up their phones to <sighs> no report it or anything. And yeah. so that's the reason why, like it's it's shaping the way people behave in public. They can't make real life quick decisions to help anybody else because their brains
1: screwed up right? Dude, that's a dangerous thing to do because like I might pull my gun out and shoot you. (laughs) 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 Exactly. You're going to just, you know, you got to pull
2: your gun out and stop the person. Don't shoot him (laughs) yet, but find out, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we need to be carrying guns, honestly, because you, if there is an active shooter, because he's a sleeper or some other programmed reason, you yeah. want to be able to stop that person, shoot him in the fucking foot or something. You're not to kill them, but shoot them in the foot. Stop them at all costs. disarm them. and so I think that's important for people to to really think about now that we're under the threat of gun control and all these different things, which it's not about gun control either, because they can zap you with electromagnetic pulse from a distance and don't even bat an eyelash. like why would you think they need to kill you with your guns so <laughs>
1: you know yeah like, it's pretty wild man well they're getting there that's what the, that's what they're putting all those towers up for right now uh, mm-hmm. you know? yeah you, you've got a
2: this is actually a great time to say you have to get technologies that can assist you with mitigating those 5g frequencies there's a great one that i use called focused life force energy net, and you can get like a 15 day free trial with no credit card required Send me that link. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Okay, cool. And you can get it uh on your phone, you can get it on a personal object like a ring or, you know, your car or whatever object you want to use as long as it's unique to you. And you can also get it put right on your house. And what it actually is, is a three hundred and forty foot bubble of high consciousness, similar to what you would experience at like a holy site or something, and it lifts your uh, frequency up to a very high rate. And so you can actually uh, process your thoughts in a much more controlled manner, you do a lot of uh, deep introspection, deep meditation, and stuff in a calm manner. It helps the plants around your house, it helps the animals in your house, it'll help your kids. It, it's very good for you. But what it also does is they have a package where you can just get the EMF mitigation. And it does the same thing. It shoots this bubble around your house. And it, what it does is it turns all the negative frequencies of the 5G and whatnot into harmonic frequencies. So where it actually lessens the electromagnetic pulse and makes it into good solid vibrations. So it's, a, it's an amazing technology.
1: That's fascinating. Uh, so as we were talking, we were talking a lot about the negative things that like are in our music that are in our media. What are some positive things that we can put into our body? Like, is there some music that isn't tainted? Like, is there... Make your own music. Make your Start own music. Start a drum circle. Learn an instrument.
2: Play yeah. piano, play guitar, write your own songs. Be a contributor
3: and a creator. Don't be a consumer. We've got a question here. Orgone, is that what we're talking about? Uh,
2: Not... It's not orgone technology. It's something completely different. Uh, Oregon does work though. That's why they kill Wilhelm, right? Cause it works.
1: <laughs> That's fascinating. I want to actually look more into the orgone stuff. Uh, there's a guy that I'm going to reach out to. I'm fascinated by that stuff as well. Yeah. So that type of music. So you, we should make our own music and, uh,
2: Make your own music. Uh, Enjoy yeah. your life, man. There's so much more fun to be had in creating music and you know, like your whole family's playing along and doing stuff and you're just making noise for the sake of it. There's more joy in that than consuming it because the feelings that we get from music, it's all fake emotions. At the end of the day we have to be able to generate those emotions inside of ourselves for ourselves. Otherwise other people are still controlling us and manipulating us and we're we're loving every second of it. And yeah. there's a lot of people out there who just don't have any joy in their lives and they have to rely on music and stuff like that. And then as soon as that's taken away, they're absolutely stuck in a pile of shit emotions because they don't know how to work this thing up here. And so that creates more problems in the world. You get know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's so fascinating. I'm not,
2: I'm not demonizing music in itself. I'm trying to draw attention to what's actually happening to us by consuming this stuff. We don't, we are not ourselves. And when you stop people from being themselves, then in any respect, they're not going to be able to exercise their free will at all. You know, there's bad music, bad food, bad TV. Everything is just geared towards taking you out of positive experiences. And that's garbage. <laughs> that's ridiculous. You know, we talk about pro choice and all this kinds of stuff, but then we want to put things in place that are extremely dark and extremely negative under the guise of pro-choice when it's really taking away your choices. Take back your power, take back your ability to choose things. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. The more you suppress your consciousness, the less choices you will have.
1: I love it, man. So let's talk about solutions. solutions. I mean, we had it, if were, yeah.
2: Well, you yeah. know, let me finish up with this TV solution. Okay. Throw away your fucking TV. Like, there's <laughs> nothing on the news that you, you won't find out in some way or another. <laughs> you know, the, the brain is cycling through these different brainwave states, right? And a lot of the time you're in alpha. So that means you're very suggestible to everything that's going on around you at all times. So you have to guard your consciousness because it only takes 60 seconds for the brain to switch brainwave states. And uh, when you're watching TV, the frontal lobe right here, which is the home of consciousness, your consciousness is literally right here. And notice I'm pointing at the third eye. So the third eye is basically the chamber to the pineal gland, which is all of that's the source of spirituality and stuff. But the frontal lobe in itself is, uh, like I said, the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for morality, your willpower, impulse control, spirituality future thinking, and like critical analysis and stuff like that. So it's no wonder that everybody's morally and spiritually bankrupt, right? So we have to guard your consciousness. That's the number one thing that you need to do. If you're looking for a solution to all of this. we need to get more familiar with the different ways that we're being hijacked and say, well, no, I'm just not going to participate in that. I'm not going to drink any alcohol at all not going to consume any caffeine or anything that's going to stimulate my cells and agitate them because they'll be in emergency stress mode. Then I'll start playing out all the bad programs. Then the other solution that you have to get is, you know, fill your mind with wonderful things. There's so much knowledge to be had. And most people go through their lives without even compiling a sm- the smallest fraction of it read lots of books get multiple perspectives on things because multiple perspectives help you to grow you can't ever be secure in believing what you believe because there's always a reason related to safety why you believe that thing and you have to get to the cold hard facts and then one day when the facts change be willing to change with those facts nothing is set in stone change is the only constant in life and we all learn and grow we're passive processors of information And the mind is a meaning-making mechanism. So we have to realize that we have control over the meanings that we assign to things and take those meanings back and make sure that we're not being dictated to by anybody outside of ourselves. We need full autonomy, full self-sufficiency, self-proficiency, self-regulation. And we can absolutely
3: learn to do that. Awesome, man. I love it.
1: Thank you so much, man. This was fucking great. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, do you want to tell everyone again just one more time where they can find you and where they can uh, yeah, listen to your show and reach out uh, to you? Yeah, I don't
2: even remember telling them in the first place. <laughs> so <laughs> you can find me at jahansator.com. I'll spell that. J-E-H-A-N-S-A-T-T-A-U-R. You can also email me directly at jahantwsator at gmail.com. Same spelling as before. You follow me on Instagram at jahansator. Uh, you can join my telegram group t.me slash the Boundless Authenticity Podcast. And you can listen to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast on anchor.fm slash Boundless Authenticity or Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: Hell yeah, man. This was a great conversation. It was super fascinating. Uh, I'm going to have to re-listen to this probably a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. All right. I'm going to hit the outro, and if you want to hang on for just a second, we'll talk after. Cool.